Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I am joined today by three other lovely folks. But this incredible broadcast that you're about to tune into is brought to you by our good friends over at Tervis. And uh, look, Tervis added stainless to their well-established line about two years ago with the goal of being better than the competition by utilizing state-of-the-art custom 360-degree UV printing uh, available in four different sizes, 12-ounce, 20-ounce, 30-ounce or a 24 ounce water bottle and now 24, 30 or 40 ounce wide mouth bottles as well. Great for slipping the ice cubes in the cup. Uh, they're covered by a five-year warranty. They're 18, eight copper lined vacuum insulated. They keep your drinks hot for eight hours and they'll keep your drinks cold for 24 hours. Uh, be sure to go check them out at tervispromos.com and let them know that we sent you. Um, why don't we say hi to our friend Meg Herber. Hey everybody. How are you doing? Say Jeff. Hey, everybody. I'm doing all right with well. Nice right, see? <laughs> Stephen McFadden, how are you? I don't know what we were just doing there. <laughs> I don't know either. It was, it was different. Meg went with the voice, and I just kind of yes. you know, followed suit. I ain't doing that. You're not doing that? <laughs> don't make me call Vinny, Michael. Don't make me call Vinny. All right? That other voice... That other voice, Michael Reesbaum, needs no introduction. He's the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, we are the, what, the vice president of national accounts at Blue Generations. The big Dynamite. One. Nailed it. <laughs> Crushed it. Awesome. Well, Chief look, we've got troublemaker a- and major disruptor of Chief all things that seem to be working out okay before I got here. Chief troublemaker. <laughs> I, that's the title that I want. That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, we've got an awesome topic for you today. We're going to talk uh, about Promotions East and uh, sort of what that looks like moving forward. And uh, really excited that Sagney's back in control and uh, super excited to hear what you have to say and bring to us today. Michael, I know you and Meg are both on the, uh, the board for that and getting things pumped up for us. And just from the few things I've heard, I'm super excited about it and uh, you know, looking forward to it uh, next year. So, uh, but Michael, it is customary for us to give our, our, our special guests a good three to four minute introduction of yourself, what you've been up to, how you got started in the promotional products industry is always a great place to start and uh, what you've been up to since, man. So um, I have been in the industry. Everyone knows that the first promotional product that was ever kind of created was a pin for George Washington's inauguration. Uh, I didn't get that job. I actually had an in with the Adams campaign and you also, I didn't get that, but I've been in the industry kind of since then. Uh, I actually started in the industry uh, when I was in college. My dad worked, uh, my dad, my dad owned a wholesale distribution company of socks and underwear and some sweatshirts and some other stuff. Uh, and of course, uh, when I was in college, I was a uh, uh, fan of a band called the Grateful Dead. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of them, uh, but I spent a few of my misspent weeks and months uh, touring with them. And I remember I was in a concert in Hampton, Virginia, and uh, that was back in the uh, mid eighties when the style was for girls to wear men's boxer shorts as shorts. Yeah. So these girls from, let's just say the, uh, Western part of Long Island, the Eastern part of New Jersey, near New York. Some would call them a princess. We're wearing these shorts, boxer shorts as regular shorts. And I saw one of those girls at a concert and everyone else is wearing tie-dye like this. So uh, I see this girl and she's wearing, and she's not wearing the shorts. And I'm like, How, what can I do to like make some money? And I put together the tie-dye and the boxer shorts. I ran back home. I called my dad's office, didn't talk to my dad. So I didn't want to know that I was gone for two weeks and not in college. So I called the guy I worked for him, send me 
72 boxer shorts and 72, 72 boxer shorts. My girlfriend and I tie-dyed them. They came out like pink throw up, but I knew that they were unique. I went back to the concert in Richmond the next night, sold every single one of them. Go to the concert, have a great time, fantastic. Uh, you come out, my girlfriend says, wow, I'm cold. I'm like, huh, we walked in, it was hot. We're coming out, it's cold. You're a genius, let's make sweatshirts. <laughs> so then I started calling my friend, my guy who worked for my dad, send up some sweatshirts, send up more boxer shorts, and a cottage industry was started. I worked at a deli in DC called So's Your Mom. It's still there, it was just there. 1841 Columbia Road, uh, Washington, DC. The guy who owned it was like a, whatever, a musician, hippie from New York. I come in wearing this pink throw up sweatshirt. He's like, holy crap, that's great. Let's get that with the name of the uh, deli on it. Find a screen printer in Washington, get them printed, come back. There's a bar across the street. They're having a 60s night. He needs tank tops, tie-dye, did those. The bank next door to the deli comes in and says, can you make pencils? And I'm like, I saw pencils and mugs and hats and everything else at the screen printer's office. I'm like, yeah. I didn't say, yeah, I said F yeah, but yeah. Uh, so then I made pencils and here I am, 138 years later. That is awesome. Look great still for your running, age. Still rocking the colors. Tremendous awesome. story. Tremendous story. So let me so ask that's you. how I started. Uh, I had a distributorship for 23 years. Uh, my wife was my partner. 2008 was a little bit of a bumpy road. Uh, Megan remembers when I was a distributor. She was uh, my rep. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, I switched over to the supplier side and I've been you were scary time. by the way you were very scary and intimidating as like There's a rep a I've been like, oh, god Meg he I'm, had like an I'm elevator in a warehouse and I was like oh my god god I it was like a normal like, whatever I'm, I'm a better man now <laughs> I was like uh you know I was drunk with early success and it took me a long time to sober up yeah but I did get sober 2008 sobered me up but good Heavy correction, uh, and I've been on the supplier side since. So very happy to be at Blue Generation, fantastic apparel company out of New York, kind of where I started uh, back in apparel or schmatas, as we call them in the trade. Uh, and yeah, I'm uh, very pleased to be where I am now. And I'm thrilled to be in Sagney, VP of Sagney, and the chair of the Promotions East Committee. Meg's the boss of the committee, but I'm technically the chair, but I do whatever the F she says, obviously, because <laughs> I'm scared. Kind of uh, have a show and uh, yeah, moving forward. <laughs> is that a lot? Is that more than you got? This is our before? relationship. Yeah. This has always been our relationship, so it's okay. <laughs> That's hysterical. So, could you imagine uh, starting in the industry in 2008? Yes, oh. I think if you start where everything is crappy and only going to get better, I think you know you're kind of positioned for success. Whereas when you're used to the phone ringing and someone saying hey, can I get 2,000 t-shirts in three weeks with a one-color imprint in white? Those days were over. I didn't get yeah. that call anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're like, well, will you take five different brands to fill that order? Because I got that. <laughs> their answer was, whatever. Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Tell me how much to pay. Yeah. That's funny. So, so are, you, are you still selling tie-dyed boxers? That's all I want to know. Uh, I can't find the tie-dye boxers, but I did find a t-shirt that I bought, paid retail, from that concert in Richmond in 1984, and my I got a picture of my son actually wearing it. So my son and I went to this concert a couple weeks ago in New York City, and he was wearing the actual shirt that I oh, bought that cool. day. that's cool. That's cool. Oh, cool. That is, that's called bad parenting right there. No. <laughs> 
You know, I, I was on TikTok and I saw a story and it was like, oh, I saw this kid and he had an original, like, blah, 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 blah. I don't remember what band it was, but this reminds me. And the guy was like, I bought it. Oh, RJ Messenger, RJ Messenger from- oh, nice. uh, That's a shirt from 84 Richmond, Mike. Nice. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, you guys remember RJ from Empire Clothing? Yeah. We had him no, on who's, from- Who's RJ? Undercover who's Billionaire. Of, you know, he, saw, he knows. Yeah, he knows. Um, Michael, we had uh, RJ Messenger on from uh, Undercover Billionaire. He was on the show and I just saw him on social media. And he was he saw a, a guy, a kid actually wearing a shirt. It was like an OG from 84 or something like that. And he bought it off them for an undisclosed amount right off his back. So that's that's a really My cool son thing. had sold that shirt. He's, uh, he's yeah. He's, he's going somewhere else for Rosh Hashanah. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> it, so Michael, I, excuse my ignorance here. Prom promotions east is that i've yeah. never heard of that is this so, uh, is this a new thing is this expo east I, I, so kick me actually throw me a out. good question a new so promotions world. east uh was started uh about 20 years ago uh sagney used to do a summer show in the catskills when i was in my 70s and that was about uh 1981 um and then it was moved to uh atlantic city and it was called promotions east uh, so, uh, Sagney then partnered with PPAI and we, uh, leased the show to PPAI and they managed the show. They produced the show for eight years. That relationship is now over. So now we have promotions East. Uh, Sagney is now the, uh, not only the owner of it, but the producer of Was the event. Years? And this is our first year. Uh, we're going to do it in, uh, 14 months, October 16th through the 19th. Uh, but uh, we're keeping it in Atlantic City, but we're moving the location, actually. Uh, we're moving it to a, a beautifully refurbished Harris Marina Resort. So it's kind of all in one spot. So no one has to deal with the um, off-color part of convention Atlantic City. And all that, yeah. yeah. So, so we don't have to like, go from the convention center and walk all the way through Atlantic City to the boardwalk <laughs> where everything's beautiful and nice. You can just, we're all staying in just one location, plenty of restaurants, plenty of clubs, plenty of entertainment, all in one spot and a brand new convention center in the facility. So we're really looking forward to an include all inclusive, all in one location. Yeah, that was the biggest change that Meg had mentioned that I'm super excited to hear about because I think that's the one thing that um, that that Promo East was missing versus uh, you know some of the other big shows is that everything needs to be in one location to socialize because when you go to Vegas, you know you like what's the the one place everybody ends up afterwards? It's I can't. Like, can. You know, there's a centralized mm -hmm. place. You know, you go to Atlantic City before and you're going to end up in a hundred different places. Like you, you're not going to run into the, your people. You know, so you. Yeah. you it's, so many of those, uh, you know, those, you know, collisions, if you will. Yep, that was a huge motivator for uh, getting the show back was to moving the location to a centralized area that has hmm. all of these accoutrements and all of these different opportunities to enjoy yourself when the show is over without having to spread out all over a city and then randomly bump into someone at the maybe. trop, maybe. Yeah. Mm. And that's what's really good. Like Harris, if you've been there, you know, it's already beautiful, but they're putting almost $300 million, if not more by the time the last time we talked to them, into wow. their casino, into their rooms, into the convention center. They've got all these fine dining places. They've got a Starbucks and, you know, and we're, it's just going to be beautiful. And I think having that opportunity to be in one place, you're not having to worry about transporting to different places. And again, 
when I started with SNS Activewear, the first time I was down in Atlantic City with them, they were like, oh yeah, we all meet at the Toga Bar at Caesars. I'm like, where? Like, I've never even heard of that place and I live here. <laughs> like, right. what? So I was so, missing out on so much, but not anymore. So, so I was with, actually with this, at, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Steve, after you, buddy. Oh, I was just going to say, so, you know, I, I've only attended uh, the show up there one time before and um, it just, it wasn't necessarily for me, but I'm, I'm interested now. I think this is a huge improvement. Um, I guess my only question is me not being in that region, being in North Carolina, is it still going to be open for come one, come all to, and be a big show? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Okay. We have our arms wide freaking open. We want as many people to attend the event and enjoy the experience and see all of these fantastic uh, new products that are being uh, presented. What's, so Stephen, uh, yes, the answer is yes. If you're a supplier or a distributor, we welcome you and we'd love to have you. You don't have to be a member of SAGNI. As long as you are a listed distributor or a listed supplier, you can exhibit there as a supplier and certainly attend as a distributor. One of the critical changes, which frankly I've been pushing for for years is the time of year. The, the show is always in the summer. It was always in June from the first time I got into uh, into Sagney many years ago. Better than uh, ours. It was always a summer show, which made sense if you want to spend the weekend in the Catskills and play golf and have borscht and have bad chicken soup. It was perfect for that. But if you're not on vacation, why is it in the summer? No new product comes out in the summer. When you get back from the show and you want to, as a distributor, you want to tell your clients about these great new products you found. Everybody's on vacation. So we moved it to a more activation ready time of year. We put it in the fall, right before Q4. So the suppliers will expectantly have all of their holiday goods available and a preview for what they're gonna have for the following year. So new products for the following year. And when you, uh, as a distributor, when you get back from the show, you can hit your clients immediately with all these new products and still have them ready in time to ship during holiday. Yeah. And I think- like it. I'm exhausted really after that. This, the, the show Thanks, is that no no it was it's it's amazing and we don't want to make this show like all the other shows you know we didn't get to go to chicago i don't know if you got to go michael um charity went live and we got to see all the booths but the one thing that was kind of consistent was the same old same old right it was like we're great we're here we're so excited this show was booming everyone was just so excited to see each other and that's great for the first show back after pandemic right but we're already about a year out, a year and a month or two out. So we've, and we've already been planning this for almost a year. So we are giving yeah. ourselves a very long runway to make this an entire a hybrid experience. But the key word is experience, right? We are going to have, oh, I almost can't say anything because I have an NDA. Damn it. I don't even know what I'm allowed to and not allowed to say, but there's some really cool stuff. I mean, Meg, whatever you say, the worst thing you're going to have is slap on the wrist. I, I know it's going to slap your wrist anyway. So whatever. <laughs> Go hard. Well, we're, I mean, we're looking to do stuff right, right on the show floor, experiences at the end of the aisles. I mean, the party that we're going to have at the pool party is going to be amazing with entertainment. So the Harris Pool show of the year. Like that place is awesome. So if you, I was yeah. going to suggest, if you're not doing something, you should definitely do like an after hours uh, event at the pool. That's awesome. Oh, we are. All over I'm, I'm starting now. I'm not cutting it until October 16th, nice. 2022. It's going to be epic. Nice. I'm uh, so a couple of things I want to talk about um, are uh, we're really lucky. We have uh, Rachel Levin, who is the president of SAGNI, and she's really putting the screws to us as a committee to make sure that this 
is not a same old, same old trade show. I mean, she's, we're really focused on making sure that this is an entirely new experience with tons of social uh, opportunities, great networking chances. It's gonna be, as Meg said, super experiential. Uh, Sagney's executive director is Donna Jean Plant. She is the hardest working and the most innovative and actionable executive director that I've ever worked with in my experience. Uh, and the committee is, the committee is literally tip top. Uh, so I'm the ballast at the bottom of the boat, but the people who are sailing the ship are Meg, as I mentioned. Charity is incredible. Uh, for some experience, we have uh, Joel Schaefer, uh, Tom Rondi, uh, who's uh, been around the uh, industry for a long time. John Cudahy, I mean, I, I see you guys know John Cudahy, but John Cudahy is like a- Who the hell is John Cudahy? guy, great professional. He's the- Isn't he like the youngest, love the like the youngest president ever? Who's John? Youngest, yeah. Who's John? Uh, and then uh, we just, I don't know if you know this guy's name. Um, we just got a new committee member, Eric Levin. I don't know if anyone knows him. Meg, do you know who that is? My kids call him the couch guy because he literally used to sleep on my couch. True story. So the couch guy is now in the committee. That's awesome. The couch guy is now a committee member. So I don't actually really have a, I mean, everybody's forward thinking. Everyone's got a ton of energy. We're taking the best of what we used to do in the past. I mean, we're able to filter out after doing the show for so many years, what's tired and what doesn't work. And that stuff is going to stay at the top. And then all the stuff that comes out the bottom, all the good stuff, that's what we're going to produce. And brand new items. I mean, having Charity and Meg on a committee means that your meetings are going to go about 45 minutes longer than you expected, but there's gold in there. There's absolute uh -huh. gold in there and it's all going to come out at the event. That's awesome. So I know uh, when, when PPAI was sort of running and managing the show for you guys there for a while, um, there was sort of an incentive for other regionals to sort of uh, help promote the show. Cause I know Steven, you had mentioned like, is it still open to everybody and that sort of thing. So uh, are you, is, is Sagney working with the other regionals or doing any type of, and this is, I guess, strictly from, you know, one, a supplier <laughs> and, and also for, for, for interest as to who it's being marketed to, but then also uh, as a former regional uh, president, like, is there still a profit sharing aspect of it? Or, you know, you can tell me it's this a, off or. It's a true district one event. Sweet. In every, in every aspect. We haven't worked out all the details on it, but look, we're trying to make this the premier trade show in the East. That's our goal. And all the stops. We yeah. want to make, it, honestly we make it a must attend event. And for that, we need to, we need to build our partnerships and yeah. our partnerships with the district one associations are critical to our success. I would, I would love to see more of the districts work together the way that district one does. I mean, I don't really have a ton of experience with the other districts, but I know D one really works together a lot and uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. So that's cool. Yeah. Our, is, our is president D1... Rachel's on, call, on a district one call every week. So this is a hugely collaborative event from a production and management standpoint. District one is uh, NEPA down to CPPA. So it's NEPA, SAGNI, PAPA. Is TRASA's involved there too, right? TRASA, CAPA. Yeah. And, and VAPA. Yeah. And VAPA. So, so it goes down. So to nothing to do with the Hunger Games. <laughs> no. Well, I, I mean, we got to work on our archery. I mean, you can't beat us back up here. She'll, she'll do a training. Hold on, guys. You guys are under NDA, okay? You can't give too much away. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get in touch with the grid anyway. 
I mean, look, uh, <laughs> the event that you're doing at the pool is actually going to be part of the Hunger Games, Stephen. So as many people that come, there's only going to be one person that leaves. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> they get EQP. They have to wrestle the <laughs> There will be one person. So, I mean, look, we've, we've been apart for so long. Um, I, uh, I used to work at, a, at Showdown, which was fantastic. I was there for a very short stint. Uh, and the guy who was the sales manager. We had a um, sales meeting at the plant in um, Minnesota. And the guy who was the uh, VP of sales, who's now the president of the company, Kevin Walsh, we're all getting together and meetings are over. Mm -hmm. We're just about to leave to go back to our hotels and then go to the event for dinner. He says to the sales team, and some of the sales team is new, some have been around for a while, but everyone seems to be getting along well. He's like, guys, before you go, one more thing. No one gets promoted at one of these things. Keep it together. Make sure that you everyone's watching. Make sure you you know what you're doing. Don't overstep. No one gets promoted. People get fired. No one gets promoted at one of these things. So I I think about that all the time because I'm always, I don't know, on the edge. But you? I'm convinced that uh, at <laughs> Promo East during the social engagements, people are going to be on that edge. So yes, someone's going someone's to be the last one to leave. That's for sure. Someone's going to get out. But it's going to be uh, it's going to be epic. Our social events are going to be fantastic. Look, I don't know the next lucky. show that I'm actually going to be allowed to attend. Uh, so I don't know that I'll be in Vegas. I, I really hope so, but uh, I don't know that I will be. So hopefully uh, by next October. <laughs> Jesus, I, uh, I would love to go, man. I can't. I can't wait. Like you guys start your training. Yeah. Well. I mean, Meg's already kicking the shit out of her uh, her drinkware over there. <laughs> so. so we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have great education. We're gonna have tip top speakers inside and out of the industry is what our goal is. Uh, the edge the, the convention center is literally brand new. There is gonna be incredibly easy access for supplier reps to come in and set up. You're not gonna have to park five miles away and drag your crap through the mm -hmm. casino. It's gonna be right there, easy load in, easy load out for suppliers. The convention center, I was just there. Believe it or not, the views from the convention center, it's got a glass wall, are gorgeous. It looks over these beautiful salt marshes in Southern Jersey. You don't know where the bodies are buried, so it's, that's not gonna disturb your line of sight. It's, it's really beautiful. But do you, do you get to, Never mind, I won't go. <laughs> yes, the answer to that is yes, and you don't they're have to They're still ask. there, Jeff, they're still there. <laughs> but, you don't, but you don't say nothing, you hear me? <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, look, I'm, I'm honestly really looking forward to it. I, I, I hope that I'm able mm -hmm. to participate. And uh, if you guys need help with anything, let me know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much of a help I can actually be, but Hey, Jeff, don't ask that question twice. Uh, yeah. Noted. This is, this is being recorded. It is yeah. right. <laughs> it is anything you guys need help with. You let me know. All right. Okay. Love <clears throat> volunteers. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, any guy, any questions for, uh, for yeah. Mr. So yeah, I, wasn't I wasn't able to go last minute um, a couple weeks ago when you did the, the tour. I was supposed to, but I had so much to get my daughter off to school. They've been hearing me talk about it for the last couple of weeks. What was your favorite thing from there that you weren't expecting? If there was anything, I know we've been so in deep with all the trade show stuff that we've been asking for it, but was there anything that was like, oh, that's awesome. How about internet? Do they have internet yet for there? For us? So the internet <laughs> is arranged. That's so the internet is arranged. So we're gonna, there's going to be Wi-Fi throughout the entire convention center. Meg, the convention center is literally brand freaking new. It's brand Perfect. new. So it has all the accoutrements. The, it's already carpeted. 
there's two giant floors at 50,000 square feet for that that we that we own for the entire week for whatever kind of event. Uh, I was amazed at how well appointed and convenient it the convent the new convention center is. It is okay. a, it's not like that walk from Mandalay where if you're staying at um, on the Luxor. other side of the of the hotel or one of the or at the Pyramid Hotel, uh, Luxor. If you're staying in Luxor, it's like an eight mile walk. It's all in one very well designed and Close. easy to get around location. Yeah. So you don't have to walk six miles to get from one place to the other. If you've got an appointment, you got to go back up to your room. If you're like in and out, everything is really localized. And the restaurants at Harris, I stayed there. I was just at the Imprinted Sportswear show last weekend. Uh, and I uh, ate at a Gordon Ramsay Steakhouse. That was fantastic. Yeah. Did you get to Wellington? The, the cuisine is great there. It, and they did put, I heard, uh, 500 million into the entire facility. It is, it's tip top. You didn't answer my Did question, Michael. Register just, early. My favorite part? No, did you get the Wellington? Today, I did not get the Wellington. I got the, I'm a ribeye guy. I had so three martinis Michael. and a ribeye. I and had, it been, and it was you, fantastic. You have no idea how much respect you just lost, sir. You don't go to a Gordon <laughs> Ramsay steakhouse and not get the Wellington. You know, this isn't the first time I've Sounds like he does. I'm sure it's not the last time. <laughs> and I'm, now, I mean, I'm learning how, now I'm learning look, how to do it. My mouth is literally drooling it. just thinking about that freaking Wellington, man. I, 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 remember, I will uh, deal with your disappointment. Yeah, fair enough. I'll, I tell you what, I'll let you buy me a Wellington in, at Promo East next year. <laughs> no, Jeff, you're a gentleman. I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> I love your support. Oh, boy. All right. Well, do you guys have any other questions for Michael? I don't. I have to see him all the time, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> what dreams are made of. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I guess you could call it that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I guess uh, do we want to do rapid fire then? Yeah, let's do it. Hit me. All right. Uh, well, don't tell Meg that because she might actually. Let <laughs> me start on them both. Don't rip them off. I need them. <laughs> don't rip them off. I was going to wear. Good. Favorite um, kiss and uh, like hotel restaurant. That's where I was going. Kind of. Was it really? I was gonna say like where where are you where do you have to eat when you go there? But yeah. I'll just go first then because I go where Atlantic City? Sorry, Atlantic City, yeah. Um Izakaya. Izakaya. Anything anything Ramsey. Yeah. What about you, Michael? Those are me. Um so uh I went to um what's the name of that? Uh there's an, like an Italian family family style restaurant. Oh, Diami. No, no, it's in, uh, in the Borgata? boardwalk. Anyway, that's okay. It's not. It's not great, but I got to tell you, this Gordon Ramsay Steakhouse that I went to, tip top. Sean was the bartender. He knew exactly what my drink was the third time I ordered it. So perfect. <laughs> uh, my my son came down with his roommate, uh, his college roommate. They're both out of college now. They came down from New York, and it was just it was a fantastic experience. A little pricey, but I mean, worth it in every single way. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with any Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Yeah. My favorite go-to is uh, Monomi Gabi outside of Paris. Uh, I don't know anything about Atlantic City, so I'm just I was going to say, did they have a Paris in Atlantic City? I don't know. I, yeah. I was answering my question. I don't know anything in Atlantic City. 
but you guys can treat me to something and change my mind. I'm open. I'm for, already uh, in for like Michael, 150 bucks me? to Jeff for the Wellington. I don't know if I can afford you too. Yeah, I'll come too. How about that? Make it easy on you. And you can just buy two Wellingtons. Fair enough. Meg, you know, Meg, come on. Meg's my plus one. And yeah. Actually, my wife's my plus one. Meg might be my plus two. So you've I'm got wife. you've got four. I'm the work now. wife. I'm the work wife. <laughs> All right, Meg. What is your question? All right. Since that was going to be it, I'm going to go off a deep level. What scares you? What's your biggest fear? I don't have therapy till Thursdays. I'm not prepared for this. That's tomorrow. You're good. Oh, you got two days or you got a 24 hours to, to think about it. Then. What's my biggest fear? Rapid fire questions. All right, so my, my biggest, my biggest fear, my biggest fear is the unha- is the phone call where there's a big problem. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. The phone call where I hear, I got to talk to you. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Cause that's so broad, but that's, that's that getting that call regardless work, family, all of it related, man, yep. you can top I'm that. A, that is look, my biggest work, fear. That call from work, whatever, bad, terrible, but survivable. I don't want even want to think about the other side. Yeah, me either. That's my biggest fear. Sure. Well, I think that's for all of us, actually. So let me can count mine out. Yeah. But aside from that, aside from that, <laughs> you next one. what's your next fear, guys? I don't like spiders. I'm I, was, I will, and I don't like to be tickled. I will fucking throw somebody. You come at me with some tickling. I, we are not friends. You're scared of it or you don't like it? Um, if I was going to be tortured, that would be, It'd be I would give up spiders my that tickle you. I would give up whatever you wanted. My social security and my country, all of it. I hate being tickled. It scares me. I, it's a fear. I don't know what happened to me as a child. To Meg, you're also treating me to a Wellington then? <laughs> no. I mean, are you going to tickle me? Because then we're just going to fight. <laughs> I mean, how, many, how many days is Promo East exactly? I, I mean, I've got two nights. Uh, so it's uh, October 16th to 19th. I will be there September 4th and I'll leave January 8th. Sweet. I'm just going to say, I do whatever I got to do to get out of, if you come at me, I'll just put it out there. I'm sweating. I'm literally sweating right now thinking about it. That's how much I hate it. Okay, moving on. Steven <laughs> or Jeff. <laughs> Uh, well, I would say that uh, either either spiders or snakes would be mine. If you're going on the lighthearted side of things, the heavier, yeah. deeper, sadder side of things would definitely be uh, echoing sort of Michael's uh, situation there. Less less about the phone call where you know, hey, I need to talk to you with a client because um, I think you can spin that and turn it into a positive. But Always, yeah, um, you know, yeah. So spiders or snakes, something like that. All right, cool. Right, I guess it's my turn for a question. So for lighthearted on that, I can tell you that my biggest fear is uh, getting into a physical altercation because uh, my record in those things is 013 and 1. And I don't see me changing the first number of that. So um, I want Meg on my side all the time. That's that's my you biggest had a, You had a draw in there? Yeah, where, where did the tie come from? I, that's a whole story. We were exhausted. We, we, were, we were exhausted. It was your wife, wasn't it? You guys are just... well, that's, what, that's like 8 of the 13. Just okay. you with a mirror. <laughs> that was the I would have lost that. Thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my question then, since we're talking Jersey and since we're talking, you know, we don't know where the dead bodies are. And uh, since, since Dexter is coming back, uh, what is the perfect Ooh. crime? What's the perfect crime? Yeah. 
Well, if it's perfect, I can't talk about it. You know yeah, I saying? know. I will tell you Honestly. what I got away with once. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, we'll go to the other side of the tunnel. So then I get in the tunnel. I drop into third. I went 120 miles an hour. I took off and I left him in the dust. Wow. Yeah. Well, definitely not rapid fire, but certainly worth it. <laughs> I'll forfeit mine for that story. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't forfeit it, but yeah, go ahead. Perfect crime. Um, I break into Tiffany's at night and I don't go for the vault. I go for the chandelier. Does anyone know where this is from? Yeah. It's from the office. Dwight Schrute explains the perfect crime, but you guys, office people will get it. Yeah. Um, Man, why do you guys got to make me go so damn dark? Like Meg's all taking her shirt off, drunk, driving, whatever. It wasn't a- about breaking into a restaurant or, or a, a okay. I, th- I think a perfect crime would be some sort of um, like locked in the mall, like vigilante it. type stuff, like where you are either murdering or stealing and giving back to people, you know, but like people that deserve it. I think like that would be like perfect crime stuff. Yeah, okay. Dexter. Well, I'm still- said, you know, Dexter's coming surprise, back. As a surprise to no one, I misunderstood the question. So I thought it was the perfect crime that I committed. Uh, and I, mean, I actually, clearly, I actually I do have one. Uh, so the perfect crime that I committed was uh, my fiance, now my wife of 30 years, and I were in the city with uh, another friend of ours, one of my roommates from college, and his wife. And uh, we had just gone up to, uh, the, we had dinner at the Rainbow Room. My parents were celebrating our uh, engagement. And when dinner was over, we went downstairs. Rainbow Room is what a beautiful restaurant uh, in Manhattan. We went downstairs at the bottom of the office building. It's um, bottom of the office building was uh, TGI Fridays that all the lights were out, but we wanted a drink. So I tried the door and it was not locked. And we our skids were already greased. So we walked in, poured myself a couple drinks. This is before cameras, before cell phones, before anything. And we sat there for like 45 minutes and drank uh, a couple of good shots of whiskey and a couple other things. Thank you, TGI Fridays. Perfect plan. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. And I remembered it when I got back to my apartment. I woke up the next day and I had a TGI Fridays uh, cup <laughs> next to my bed. I'm like, how'd this get here? Yeah. And my fiance guys- is like, you know, I'm going to get a new fiance. You're out. <laughs> You guys are uh, so much more fun than I am, and I may have to seek out help after this episode. But uh, you know, I was I was going, you know, I was kind of like leading it up to you guys, you know, saying like we don't know where the dead bodies are found. Dexter's back, blah blah. Uh, blah. Uh. Yeah, so here's the thing: why wouldn't you stab somebody with an icicle? <laughs> like, there's no evidence. There's no fingerprints. The shit is gonna melt. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just brilliant. I don't know how you get the icicle sharp enough to pierce the skin. I mean, but if like, you can, it's brilliant. Like, it's brilliant. Isn't that the perfect crime, though? I don't know. I'm sure there was a CSI episode about that, actually. Agatha Christie. That's impressive. Was there? Was there an episode about that? But I'm sure he put his sunglasses on and then had some. All right, guys. I will call the helpline. Coldest. Death. All right. I'll I'll get help. <laughs> you know, I think it's a great idea. I'm going to try it. Sweet. Yeah. Let me know. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> how it works. I'll let you know how I do. Fair enough. All right. Um, All right. So I get a chance at this. Yeah. You do. Yes. Yeah. This was not rapid. <laughs> most not, regrettable. I was. I took longer. Most regrettable. Most embarrassing promo moment. 
the worst thing that fell out of your mouth or action that you did in your experience as in the promotional products industry? Worst? The one you're like, God, I wish I didn't do that. I have 7,804 to choose from. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, so I'll go first. Go ahead, help us out here because I know I have a lot too. I was uh, a new distributor and kind of flush with like ridiculously not, not undeserving, but success. And my wife's friend uh, worked at Citibank and somehow I ended up with a couple great projects. I mean, like really fantastic projects, got them all done, moved on to the next level at Citibank. And now we have this meeting with a VP about a, a much bigger project. And I'm like, my heart is going like this for weeks before the meeting. I'm prepared, I'm hygienic, I'm shaved. I have sample, I have like everything loaded. I'm in the elevator with a guy I'm working with and we're still in our twenties. So I'm still like, I know I'm so like subtle and demure now, but before that I was a little bit of a wild card as Megan referred to earlier. And I'm <laughs> in the elevator and we're just acting like absolute idiots. I mean, just like so childish with voices and whatever. So there's like a few people in the elevator, not many, just two or three and elevator opens on the floor that I'm going to and a couple of people get out and you know the end of the story, right? One of the people in the elevator, the VP that I was supposed to meet with is a woman who was in the elevator with me. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I didn't get that project. Yeah. Well, I've got I've got a couple now that we've had a chance to think about it. Uh, there was one with our boy John Cudahy. Oh wait, I don't know who that is. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll save that for another time. Yeah, I don't think uh, this is the right channel for that. No, it's definitely not. That's why I'm going to move on to the next one. So uh, just remember in Vegas uh, at one point in time, leaving the trade show floor at 5:30, going straight to Eye Candy, and basically we it was there with Nick Mirich, Peter Barblet, Rowan Villamec, all the dudes from Headwear, and basically just you know going drink for drink after you know just over and over until literally three o'clock in the morning didn't stop nonstop, no food nothing um so you can imagine uh it was pretty pretty tanked and then we went to burger bar afterwards and uh literally was feeling so sick to my stomach i couldn't even wait for the food to get there to like uh actually uh you know start eating and help the stomach uh so i basically had to get up and leave and go to the room because i had to absolutely vomit and then pass out and uh, I just happened to have left my phone at the table, uh, you know, during Expo. So I'm glad that uh, I was there with some friends that at least had, uh, you know, some, uh, I guess, mental capacity still and was able to grab it. Although I'm sure he was not liking that my alarm was set for like 630 the next day. So, yeah, that's one of All them. Right. Yeah, I don't really know. I just have said a lot of things that are stupid. I was egotistical growing up too. So, and I grew up here. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just said definitely put my foot in my mouth a couple times or two, but oh, give me a good I know one. Uh, so I was at ISS show, right? I knew the person and her, like, she was wearing something provocative and I like made a funny comment because she, who, people expect that out of me. Okay. Like inappropriate. I am inappropriate Meg. That's like literally my nickname. That's the brand. It's the brand, inappropriate Meg. And I said something like, oh, look at that. Like, I don't even know why I said it or what I said it, but we were laughing and I look over and I see like the top, top guy at SNS standing there listening to me. And I was like, oh, and I still have that feeling in my soul. Like, damn, that was the wrong thing to say. That's, that would be my latest. I, I, I've been there. Yeah. All right, Steven, hit me. Yeah. 
Uh, my my worst is probably I was out in uh, Vegas at a, as exhibiting with a customer and was out way too late and um, they had to like call me to see if I was going to be showing up to the thing that I was supposed to be at the next morning. Uh, thankfully, they were super cool and they realized it was probably their fault that I wasn't there in the morning. Um, but it was still one of those panic moments of what time is it? Yeah, of course. I was like, it must be the time change. Oh, wait, that means I should have been there earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already, I already left. Like, yeah. uh, I'm already back in the room. Get out of it. You guys yeah. blew me off. Wow. Yeah. That was great. Guys, that was good. All right. Was good. good share. Yeah, really good. Good questions. Uh, that is officially probably the longest rapid fire we've ever had, but uh, <laughs> no, no worries, you know? No worries. Uh, <laughs> All right. So look, if you guys enjoyed the episode, it was brought to you today by our friends over at Tervis Promos. Uh, Tervis has been around since 1946 and celebrating 75 years in business. They started with their classic line. They've got sleek styles that make perfect for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. Tervis is the original double wall insulated drinkware that keeps cold drinks cold and reduces condensation. They're backed by a made-for-life guarantee as well. Tervis is the original customizable double wall insulated drinkware that keeps hot drinks hot and cold drinks cold available in several sizes, including a 16 ounce mug, 16 ounce or 24 ounce tumbler, 24 ounce water bottle made from Triton plastic made in America, lifetime warranty dishwasher and microwave safe and a BPA free. Go check them out at tervispromos.com and let them know we sent you over there. Uh, and uh, yeah, really appreciate you guys being on the show with us today. Uh, Michael, it was awesome, man. Really good talking with you and chatting with you. It's a, uh, always a good time. Best. Thanks, guys, very much. I'm happy to be here, and I'm honored that uh, you guys invited me on. I appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks, Michael. All right, guys. We'll stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Take care. Take care.